When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome into the PHNX Cardinal podcast presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use that promo code PHNX. Make sure you like and subscribe. Leave us a five-star review. I'm Johnny Venerable, joined as always by the very yellow Saul Bookman here <laughs> on a football Friday as he makes our St. Elmo's Indianapolis reservations for, yeah. for next we week. We make some moves, baby. As we gloat to the man to his rights, Mr. Gregory Esposito. Espos on the show here on a football Friday. Thank you so much for joining yeah, us. Back by lack of popular demand. That so is that is not good. true at all. Uh, it's kind of true. <laughs> it, is, it is kind of true. Don't, so, don't say I didn't nice demand things. it. <laughs> so no Frank Sanders today, but we got Expo, which I feel good about because for a for a football Friday in February when we could have gotten no news, I think this is the best show we've got for the entire month of February. We're on the eve, as I mentioned, of the NFL the entire combat. month. I think so. I Bro, think did you, so. Do you remember what happened a week ago? I, I do. I am aware. <laughs> I'm very aware. Michael Bidwell spoke this morning. He spoke to our friends at Arizona Sports 98.7, Bickley and Murata. But before we get to that, last night, I want to give credit. NFL Network's Jen Slater said that she had been hearing things inside the Cardinals locker room that, quote, things were copacetic. Copacetic? Yes, with that's the, the right word. That's the word. I am correct. With Kyler Murray and the Cardinals. So that came out last night. And my initial reaction was, well, well no shit. The Combine's next week. Let's get our ducks in a row here. And then, lo and behold, you've got Michael Bidwell on local radio today. First of all, we've got clips from Michael. We'll get to in a second. But you're seeing all this in the last 24 hours. Does it smell a little fishy to you? No. It's not fishy. I really don't. You I don't, don't think, think so? Okay. No, listen. He's the owner of the of the Cardinals, and he said he spoke to him last night. Okay. I, listen, you're not going to get any more up-to-date information than that. Okay. okay. And if the owner says, we're in a really good place... We we're we're good. Like, I'm sorry. I'm gonna take that because that's all you can go off of. If the owner of the franchise says we're good, what else? What else are you gonna do? Yeah. Having worked in a franchise, you know that that I did, I could. But uh, Johnny, yeah, but I get you what you're, for the Suns. That's true. Bro. But Johnny, to get to to your point, <laughs> there is some PR involved in all of this. Of but there always is with these kind of stories. Of course, they want it known that. Things are okay before the media storm that is the combine mm-hmm. because they want the focus to be on what are you guys going to do this offseason, not involving trading your quarterback or your quarterback scraping its his social media. They want that in the past. Yeah. So obviously PR drops that. Uh, they get somebody that's friendly media-wise to, to say it. They have the, the team... Uh, you know, partner in the radio station and knowing that they're going to have Michael Bidwell on the next day. It, it all is part of a larger plan uh, media wise. So speaking of Michael Bidwell and Kyler Murray, of course, 98.7 this morning, Arizona sports got the exclusive with Michael Bidwell. Michael, our feelings aren't hurt. Just next time, come hang out with us. Yeah, for um, real. we got to see right here next that, to you. That's right. right. Right next to me. Be in studio. You're going to have been today's guest. We love Just Michael Just put his Bidwell. head on me. We'll do what <laughs> we'll do that. But Where's the money head? We could have that. <laughs> here is Michael Bidwell on Ky- all things Kyler Murray this morning. Yes, I spoke to him last night. We've had good conversations, um, you know, nonstop. I'm not a social media guy, so I don't know the nuances of some of this stuff. But I think there was a lot of uh, a lot of interpretation around that that was inconsistent with the conversations 
that not just I have had, but uh, I know Cliff and Steve have had. And so the positive conversations that are going in the right direction, we know we've got to get better. I mean, you saw that the Kyler put out a statement, um, you know, love me or hate me, I think was his, his terms. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm going to get better. Well, put me in the category of I love him and, and I know he's going to get better. Two things that stand out about that, that, that comment. Number one, I'm not really familiar with social media. Oh, but I saw his his comment. Like, come on, bro. <laughs> well, like, to be fair, yeah. it was everywhere. It was, yeah. Yeah. Right. And then number two, um, things are moving in the right direction, which would which would preclude you to to assume that things were not exactly in the best of places. Well, well, well. Prior to that, internet. I was told everything was fine. Well, I think I think what he said today makes me feel much better about where the Cardinals and Kyler Murray stand. That's kind of where my perspective is. It does love pay. That's what I want to know because he loves him, but will he pay him? And that's that's all that matters in the end because it doesn't matter how much you like somebody. Uh, it's business, baby. And if he doesn't get his money this summer, that's well, the problem. It's the same thing, though, with Chandler Jones, and we're going to get to that later yeah, on, too. So I'm not going to burst that bubble, but yeah, they want to pay him. Of course they want to pay him. But how much do they want to pay him? That's the question. <laughs> okay, oh. so he was asked about Kyler's contract. I've got the, the the quote right here. The structure of it, the timing of it, it's complicated, and it takes some time. He also referenced Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes getting new deals in the summer, which, I mean, the Cardinals have paid players. So we don't want to make the Cardinals out to be some frugal franchise. No, under for Michael sure. No. They're not the Diamondbacks. No, no they're not, for they're sure. They're not the Cardinals from the 90s. No, they paid Chandler Jones. They've paid DeAndre Hopkins. He also said, in the meantime, we've got to get some key free agents resigned. There's got to be some other free agents out there. And he's right. The Cardinals have free agency with guys who are no longer under contract up for grabs in a month's time. That's not Kyler Murray. He did say, in the, but, you know, we're going to be aggressive and part of uh, Kyler's part of our long-term plan. He also did say that basically they're going to utilize his fifth-year option because, of course, they will. Um my biggest thing with this whole Kyler situation is I've never thought it was about his contract. I think the Cardinals are going to pay him. I think it was always just more about Kyler Murray wanting to see if this franchise can can put on their big boy pants and compete at the highest level. Like what strikes me is is concerning up until this point, and I do feel good about Michael's comments. Think about Deshaun Watson. He got paid by the Houston Texans. The Houston Texans went out and had a 4-12 and season, and a large part was Bill O'Brien and the Hopkins deal. Despite getting paid, Hopkins, or Watson wanted out of Houston. That was always my biggest fear with Kyler. I always thought the Cardinals will eventually pay him. Does Kyler feel like he can win a Super Bowl here? I don't know. Yeah, but what else was Watson running away from, too? I mean, there's all sorts of situations there. I get money doesn't cure all, right? But yeah. that's the start because Kyler hasn't had that first big payday. That's true. And and once you have that security, then I think it's a lot easier to start thinking about, well, where do I want to play long-term? Like what we're seeing with Aaron Rodgers and, and him getting to dictate his future. But for me, Kyler's waiting for that first big payday to get that security in the long run. I, I don't know if it's really forcing the issue. I think I think Kyler was salty about the fact that basically everybody has said, it's, this is your fault. Yeah. And it's because he made the biggest blunder in the game. Let's be honest. Like that's if there's one image that stands out from that game, you can't tell me it's anything else but that one image. Yeah. Panic, throw, interception, game over, down 21 nothing. Like that's basically it, right? And so I think he was a little salty about that. He didn't feel like it was com- a complete picture as to what happened in that game. Yeah. And I would agree. I would agree to to a certain extent that listen, as much as we thought Christian Kirk might be that dude or Rondell Moore might be that dude or, you know, Antoine Wesley could be that guy, um, none of them were. No. And he largely felt like he had nobody to throw to outside of maybe Zach Ertz. Against what is now the Super Bowl secondary, the Super Bowl winning secondary, the Super Bowl winning team. But at the time, we thought, oh, man, torch Eric Weddle's ass. Right. And it didn't happen. Now, Eric Weddle got a Super Bowl ring. Yeah, he did. Well, and and – Bust his ass to do it, too. Yeah, that's right. Now, it didn't work out. Uh, I I am optimistic about their approach now with Kyler because I feel like, you know, as soon as we see Kyler at OTAs and minicamp and all that stuff, leading the team, a lot of this will go out the, at the window until you prove it next year or don't. 
And that leads me to Cliff Kingsbury. And Bidwell said on his head coach, he's had a few years to adjust and he feels like he's going to get better and better because, quote, he understands the pro rules and the pro game and the pro speed and everything else much better. So he is going off of Cliff now has three years <laughs> under his belt. He's improved every year. He should only get better. Why, why do you have that look on your face when you say that? Because I know it's how like, you're going to react. Like, well, listen, everybody out there, you tell me what job out there will give you three years to adjust. I guess that's my thing. Hopefully like, this one for me. Well, like, I can just like, do this for like three Sorry, years. Johnny. Like you can get you can get better and better and better. And that's Cliff has done that. Yeah. Like whether we like it or not, and whether it's you know basically front front loaded each season uh, because the the second half of the seasons have been terrible. But he has improved. The team has improved each and every year. You would think on that trajectory this year. They're going to be a 14 and three football team, right? Mm -hmm. And then the year after that, they're undefeated. Yeah. That's it. That's, <laughs> That's how it, it works. That's bye bye, Dolphins. You, you don't hold the record anymore. Yeah. I, I don't. Cliff has got to go back, and I really hope he's doing this. And he's got to look at his play calling and his structure, and he's got to make some modifications because he should understand now what the weaknesses of Kyler Murray are, uh, what the weaknesses of his total offense are, mm -hmm. and how he can prevent his quarterback from getting so so much pressure up the middle so fast by his schemes. Yeah. And listen, Andy Reid had to do that with uh, freaking Patrick Mahomes. They had basically water guarding Patrick Mahomes, mm. and they found a way. They found a way to get back to the Super Bowl two years ago, and I'm talking about last year, not this past season. Um, they had nobody blocking for, for, for Patrick Mahomes. And my guy almost made wine out of water in that Super Bowl with some of those throws that should have been catches. Yeah. Um, it, but it didn't work out. Kyler Murray's kind of in that similar situation. They're probably going to try and upgrade the offensive line, which we all hope. But, man, whew, Cliff has to own a lot of this, too. So if they go 14-3, and three, they start 14-0 and 0 and lose the last Basically, three. Basically, yes. Look, it's, it's appropriate that – when you have a college head coach as your uh, as your head coach in the NFL, that you grade him on a curve, and that's what uh, what Bidwell is doing there. I mean, oh, well, he's finally learned the, the speed of the game. It's, it's understands under finally understands when he it. was going one and six down the stretch. There were a lot of learning experiences. He, he didn't think that it was this fast. Yeah. They had to learn. I that's such a weird. That's almost like the backhanded compliment, right? Uh, and look, we all know he's got this year. Yeah, uh, he's got part of this year. Even if they get off to a slow start, uh, he's not going to be in term Vance Joseph. Yeah, that's like what will that, happen. They they cannot afford the kind of embarrassment they saw at the second half of the season and in that one playoff game. Uh, Bidwell won't stand for it. Yeah, it's interesting when you look at the landscape of this offseason, It has gotten off to such a rocky start. I would have thought. Michael Bidwell would have spoken sooner. Um, but, I mean, he was incredibly upbeat and encouraging throughout the course of his interview. Of course he is. He's the owner. Uh, and you have to sometimes put on a face. We've got some good comments in the chat. Uh, Josh Hunt, uh, tongue-in-cheek, we didn't run enough bubble screens. Uh, Sean Murphy, all the focus should be on Kingsbury and Kime at this point. At some, I would agree. At some point, we'll show these these comments on the screen. We got some producer you in know, training we here. Got, we got some OJT going That's, on. It's my a guy's, Friday for My guy's sitting there, and it's so funny because you're watching him, and he's like, he's like listening to the comments, and he's scrolling over the comments, but he's not pushing the button. He's just like, oh yeah, there it is. You'll I found it. This good this, for you, buddy. Should teach you never to never to shit on my producing skills, Benjamin. Again. Benjamin Benjamin Button over there. All right. So in the meantime, <laughs> Benjamin, of all these... don't push the button. Don't paralyze. <laughs> oh, that's why we bring Esma on. That's the <laughs> that's the great stuff right there. Also, I have my two sons, Savants, on the show, and the DraftKings Sportsbook app. You can make son, uh, money off the Suns tonight using that promo code PHNX. Do you have any Do you have any bets you like today? Yeah, I don't like the Suns tonight. Don't I take tell you that much. What's going What's going on? You got Alfred Payton in, as the backup guard today. To <laughs> Devin cool. Booker starting at point Let's guard. Let's pray, right? baby. Let's yeah. pray. Shane's telling me Booker point guard second half MVP. Is that not the case? Yeah, that's true. That could be very well. But Elf on the shelf will completely <laughs> tear down. Whatever Booker builds, okay. I promise you yeah. that. Last night was rough when Book went off the court. You saw them going to the negative plus minus. Mm. Tonight going to be real bad. Who yeah. is the comparison to this gentleman for the Arizona Cardinals? Alfred? Is that if what his you, name? If you went from Kyler 
to Stony Case or Strevler, maybe a little Strevler action. Yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe okay. Strevler. A little Strevler yeah. action. All right. Well, maybe don't bet on the Suns, but open up the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use that promo code PHNXBET. $1 on any team, get $150 in free bets. It's that easy. You can do same game parlays. Andy Isabella. <laughs> yes, Sean. I, I agree yes. with that. Going there from go. Hopkins to Isabella. Yes. Absolutely. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit, withdraw your cash whenever you want. It's a call to action 21 and over. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Next Steps. Arizona only. New customers only. Uh, minimum $5 deposit. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for more details. So my DraftKings pick of the week tonight is the Heat minus five and a half against just the putrid New York Knicks. It's funny, a couple weeks ago, my DraftKings pick of the week on a Friday was the second half bet. I don't know if you remember it, Saul. Uh, plus 220 on maybe a certain Chicago Bull to win the MVP and you laughed at me. Now DeMar DeRozan, my guy. Dude, DeMar DeRozan. DeMar DeRozan, man. number one seed in the, in the East now, yeah. Chicago I mean, Bulls. He's, he, he, listen, he's playing great. He is playing great. He's done things that few players have done before. Mm-hmm. True. Absolutely true. So he's <laughs> not winning the MVP. How many how many games behind the Suns or the Bulls? Easter- that, that's irrelevant. No, but it's if irrelevant it comes down to a guy like DeRozan Booker, off of DeMar the Bulls, DeRozan. would they be a lottery team? I asked Shane no. that earlier. He like, thinks maybe. Like no. DeMar right now is I like you can't dispute. Like he is averaging like what, thirty eight a game right yes, now? Yes, it's great. Like, it's it's a little bit of a different level that he's playing. East is a little bit different. Yeah. The East is very it, soft. It's the Walmart version. <laughs> like of the Charmin. West, right? I just I feel like the West to me, like he'll be able to beat up on a lot of bad teams and get and get his points. And I compared it to when Westbrook got his triple double. Saul needs to help Espo out with the fashion oh, from the shoes up. Look at those cuffs. <laughs> Espo literally said today, he's like, I wore black bottoms so nobody can make fun of my shoes. <laughs> And then somebody's making fun of his cuffs. <laughs> I'm so sad. We'll never get Espo back a, now. I have a body and a wardrobe for radio. You're going to give this guy a complex. He's never going to want to come on a show again. All right. So speaking of people who may not be back, Chandler Jones was the topic of discussion with Michael Bidwell. Bidwell was asked about what he thought of Chandler Jones and if he could be back in the desert. Here's what he said. I can tell you we love Chandler and, and would love to have him back. You know, uh, the devil's in the details. I'll leave that up to Steve and uh, Chandler's representatives to, to, to work on. Uh, but we love Chandler, what, what he's done for us in the past and, and hopefully in the future as well. We love Chandler Jones. Yeah, yeah all good things. Right? I mean, listen, you, like, you say it's so cynical. <laughs> I just want to slap the shit out of you sometimes. Like... Okay, Jawan. Like, Howard. listen, oh. like, no, that's that's a mall. That was a mall. <laughs> um, listen, I hear like that's very po- political speak. It mm-hmm. is. However, that doesn't mean it's wrong. Okay. okay, they would love to have Chandler Jones back. Probably not the 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 rate that Chandler Jones thinks he should be paid. Like, if you could pay Chandler Jones somewhere between five to ten million dollars, you'd love to have of him. Of course, back. of course, it ain't gonna happen. No. But we'd love to have him back, and I do believe that they really do like him. Yeah. You know, and so and then Chandler sends out that emoji. Yeah, I wish I had that tweet. I should have grabbed that, Leah. That's that's on me uh, as the host of this podcast. So immediately after Michael made those comments, supposedly Chandler must just live on Twitter now in the offseason. He just put out a bunch of crying, laughing emojis, Mm -hmm. basically saying that you guys are full of shit. We tried to have contract discussions last offseason. He wanted to be traded because the team wouldn't pay him. So then. This is what's happened as a result. They did the right thing. Well, yeah. The, the Cardinals absolutely nailed this one. They did. You think like, so? Okay. They nailed this. They said, wait, we need to see. Listen, you're getting up there in age. Mm-hmm. We need to see what kind of production Coming we're going to get. Coming off injury. Coming off injury. Yep. You got to see what kind of production you're going to get. And it was hot at first and then kind of simmered. And then he had a couple of little flash in the pan moments. His pressure on the quarterback is still close to elite if not elite, but there's still so much left to be desired. It's the consistency thing that is going to end up costing Chandler Jones a lot of money. And any team out there in the NFL, if they're doing their homework and see this guy play, will understand that he's not a $15 million a year guy anymore. Somebody's going to pay him. There's always a Jacksonville. There's always a Miami. There's always somebody that will pay them. I mean, look, I'd love to have a Tesla for fifteen thousand dollars. <laughs> it ain't gonna happen. Yeah, Mike. But if you listen to to both of these comments from Michael Bidwell, he very slyly 
puts it all on Steve Kime. I love these guys. Steve's got to figure out how to do this. It's also good press, like, if he hires another GM after this year. Hey, look, I give complete ownership to my prior yeah, GMs. Yeah. Do what you want to do. It's true. That's it's true. It's strategic. Got you. <laughs> you run it. Well, here's the thing on Chandler Jones. You make a, a great point. I think that Chandler Jones is in that mold now of a John Abraham, of a Dwight Franey. When yes. you brought him to Arizona, you asked him to do one thing. Sack the quarterback, a one-trick pony, if you will. But you weren't paying John Abraham and Dwight Franey big money, right? I think he would go and be a great like final piece to a Super Bowl contender. Like if he went to Buffalo, right, and was the the edge rusher on a Bills team that maybe is an edge rusher or two away. For the Cardinals, for what he wants to be paid, he doesn't defend the run well. He can't play out in space. I was going to say defend the pass, but that's not fair. But what were you going to well, say? Well, you bring up, oh, he'd be a great piece for a Super Bowl contender. But isn't that what they're trying to sell us on the Cardinals being? That's a great point. As well. So that it, it's... It's bizarre. I, I just he's gonna get overpaid by a team that isn't going to be as good as the Cardinals. Well, he also has a Super Bowl ring too, so he's not playing for Super Bowl yeah, rings. That's true. Uh, uh, underscore NFL AZ Cardinals. God, that was hard to say. I don't know why. Uh, we did the right thing with P two and now Jones. They can be mad all they want, but production point. is heading towards a decline. It's absolutely a great point. Mm-hmm. That's absolutely true. That listen. The Cardinals aren't paying you for your fucking feelings, man. Like, they just aren't. You might feel like you want to get paid. Unless your name is Larry Fitzgerald. Mm, can we just true. say, can I just say that? Okay, okay, continue, please. They, they Listen, like, they're not paying you for that. They're paying you for your production on the field. And they can see statistically and just visually that things are not the same as they once were. Yeah. And that's okay. Hey, we all hit that road. We all hit that wall mm-hmm. at some point. Uh, Chandler Jones has hit that wall already, and that's why they're not going to pay his ass. But, but hey, we got you this great parting gift. It's a basket of Michael Bidwell's love. So enjoy <laughs> it uh, and take it wherever you go next. Uh, I'm see. sure he'll give him a free flight on the jet to uh, <laughs> wherever he's going. Yeah, ship your ass off to Jacksonville. Do you think Hassan Reddick is an option for this team? There's so many people wanting Reddick back. Coincidentally, I think they would love to be able to pay him. I think Carolina is going to franchise him. Oh, really? Yeah, that's what I'm hearing. Carolina... Just spent some more money this morning. They signed, I think, their starting tight end, and they, they're trying to push money to next offseason. He is beloved in Carolina by their fans. I, They're not paying a quarterback worth a shit right now. Why wouldn't you franchise them? <laughs> well, it's a good thing they're not because they don't have one worth a shit. Well, so. that's true. But I just feel like for them, like he's one of the few things they got going. you know. I, and they could move off Christian McCaffrey. He's been injured. Like I, I expect them to, to, to franchise him in hopes to get a deal oh done. If they let go of Christian McCaffrey... Oh my he's God. injured. He's I know. No, no, I'm just saying. Back. I'm just saying. Like if they listen, don't don't do it. Don't don't no, tease no, me no. with a good time. No, no. I swear. There's, oh my God! I'll be all over that train. Backs here. I mean, jeez. Yeah. Listen, Josh uh, <laughs> in the chat says, "I love my wife, but even I'm hesitant to take her to Target." That's yeah, true. It's very true. Hassan Reddick. That I mean, I think the market right now, if he gets franchised, it would be 20 million a year. Yeah. He's an edge rusher. 20, and I read too. Um, so, something with Chandler's uh, like vested veteranness or something, so many snaps in the league, his franchise tag is not 20 million. It's closer to 25, $25 million for Chandler Jones. So, not all franchise tags are created equal. Um, and that was confirmed, I think, with the folks at Over the Cap that his franchise tag would be north of $20 million. Um, so, Chandler Jones will not be, this is breaking news on this show, will not be franchise tagged. Because uh, Michael Bidwell probably would have mentioned it as much this morning. Jalen Blair ma- makes another point. He says it's a bad look to bring in JJ Watt, who didn't do anything for this franchise, and give him 14 million a year at 33, but won't take care of their own, who is a year younger and less injury. That prone. was his point last offseason. Chandler's point. That was, however, JJ Watt is far more consistent than Chandler Jones. The injuries, yes, that's he's that's, consistent with those two. That's, that's mm-hmm. an, yeah, he's absolutely consistent with that. When he's there on the field, you know what you're going to get. Yeah, with Chandler Jones, you don't. That's the difference. Well, and the other thing is the locker room. JJ Watt comes in. And if I'm a player, I think that's room. the biggest crock of shit. I don't Watt. care about that. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think care that, about that. In, in relation to Chandler I agree Jones, with why, that's why they brought him in. in. In relation to Chandler Jones, I do think that Chandler's that's a crock of shit. Am I a good teammate? You yeah, oh yeah, Chandler Jones teammate. is one of the best Being teammates out there. Good teammate and and leader are two different things, right? There are plenty of guys that are good teammates, not a leader. Chandler Jones would look you in the eye and say, "I was here for the slum of this rebuild, and I was getting twenty sacks a season or whatever it was, 
and now you won't pay me when you think that this is a contending team and you're paying J.J. Watt, that's 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 BS. That's okay. what he would say. Leader doesn't let that get out publicly. Well, yeah. Leader I, doesn't demand the trade. Leader goes about his business and makes his point on the field by consistently playing and earning that money, and if they won't pay him, giving him the finger on the way out the door and going to the place that will pay him. I agree with you. I think that in Michael Bidwell's eyes and maybe Steve Kime, when you ask for a trade publicly like he did and Patrick Peterson did, I think that Never they're, works out. they're old school. They're, you're, you're done. You're done with us. That's the way it should be. Unless you're if Kyler you, Murray. If you embarrass the franchise by doing that, you should not get paid as a reward for doing it. I'm sorry. That is should be the mindset. Sean Murphy with another great point. The D not only looked different with J.J. out there, they played different with J.J. Watt. At Cleveland, there was no Chandler Jones. There was only J.J. Watt, and they destroyed. And that defense was on fire. That was their best defensive game of the year. Uh, Von Miller is always an option if he's available, but I don't know. We'll see about that. Well, and Von, that's basically what you got with Chandler now is a one-trick point. Von, why he was so great in L.A. is they only asked him to do so much because they're a well-coached team and they have more talent in their front set. They have Aaron Donald. We don't have Aaron Donald. But I I mean, like, I, I do think their contracts are going to be very similar. Um, but it's, somehow the L.A. Rams, they always make it work. He'll, he'll be brought back to L.A. You think Vaughn's looking for that $14, $15 million a year? I mean, he's a free agent. They, I mean, looking for and getting are two different things, obviously. But After so. the Super Bowl run he had, people, people I guess – we're different in the sense that here in the Valley, like we know Chandler Jones and his flaws. You go to any top free agent side, ESPN, Pro Football Focus, he's unquestionably the best pass rusher available this offseason. Well, it just speaks more about the other guys available, I think, than probably Chandler himself. Yeah, that's true. Although I would rather have Hassan Reddick. I would rather have somebody who maybe gets one to two less sacks but is more consistent against the run. He was deflecting balls last year. He was all-around complete player. That's why it was, I think, an egregious mistake to let him to let him leave and hit the open market. Uh, Josh asking, has anyone ch- checked Chandler's Instagram recently? I, I'm looking at it right now, and <laughs> it's just a bunch of old highlights. Uh, it's a bunch of highlights from this past season, starting off with the Tennessee Titans, obviously. Oh, of course. Like, listen, we all remember like, that. you're your own best uh, critic. Your own, you're, you're your own best hype man. Like, if you can't hype yourself up, and improve your value to other people. Nobody else is going to really believe in you. That's what Chandler's doing. Everybody should do that. Wait, is that what I've been doing wrong? <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh crap. Uh, what you said, old highlights. I thought you were going to be like, it's all Patriots highlights. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So I'm the only one apparently being a company man. I have my PHNX Cardinals. Maybe we're just having better shirt on. Miss Leah, producer, has her PHNX Coyote shirt on. And then we've got the, what, what we got going on? 76ers? Come on now. Listen, listen going? motherfucker. I got <laughs> to coordinate, okay? Like, listen, I'm getting love in the chat for my outfit for a reason. It's not because... You know who that is? Speedo Jackson is, is Frank, Mr. Yeah. Frank Sanders. Frank loves it. Company man. man. Well, somebody else also said I needed to teach Espo how to dress. Like... Well, I got style. Every baby. every everybody here could teach me something about being dressed. Like I don't do it well. I feel like I pulled Espo onto the show before, uh, after he'd already been dressed today. So I'll give him an out. Yeah, you show, also pulled though, him onto too. the show before asking me, which I never want to have it happen again. Well, that's sad. I'm having a good time <laughs> on Friday. To- All right. Well, what's not sad is you can go over to gophnx.com, become a member for just under sixty bucks. You can get this T-shirt for free. You can also check out my mock draft, which we'll talk about in our last segment. That's gophnx. Dot com. Is that finally ready? It's been up all day. Oh shit! What, what's Look up? That? My 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 mock. Huh? You've mock seen draft. it. You were in there messing. Around. I saw Espo tinkering with it. I was fixing your shit. That's no, right. there's everything was perfect. GoPHNX.com. Fifty cents for the first month. Eight ninety nine for the subsequent month. But again, sign up for the year subscription. The membership. It's half off. Plus, you get a free T-shirt. It won't hurt my feelings if you don't pick a Cardinal one. We have a lot of fire T-shirts. I rep them often. My co-hosts do not. But that's it. GoPHNX. Dot com. All right. Before oh. Jalen, I have a question for you, Jalen Blair in the chat. Who would you like to see the son, the the Cardinals bring back? Would you like to see them bring back Chandler Jones? Would you like to, Hassan Reddick? That's a good step. I would by like Jaylen. to. I'd like to. I'd like to see who he thinks we should target because he seems to be um, critical of the Cardinals not giving Chandler Jones his due, which is fine. I think that's the pulse on Twitter. If the Cardinals don't bring him back. That they didn't give him his... I think that they feel like they should have paid him in prior off-seasons. And yeah, now. I think people felt the same way about Pat P. And I was like, dude, Pat P is garbage right now. 
Like his last year with the Cardinals, he might as well have been a no layman. I I feel like with I agree with you. Cornerbacks do not age well. Pass rushers can play until their early to mid thirties and be productive. And when we're in the tunnel vision of box score sacks instead of looking at their complete game, we can get fooled by it. And I think that's what's happening with Chandler. Look, I hate the mindset that you should pay a guy because of what he's previously done. You're paying him for what he will do. And if you do not feel like that production is going to be worthy of that number, I owe $14, $15 million, you don't pay it. That's what the Patriots were so good at, at going, I'm not going to pay this guy. And sure, maybe next year he does something that makes him look spectacular, but year two, year three, year four, that's what I'm looking at. Right. You don't pay for past success. You'd rather be a year early on it than a year yes, late. Exactly. That makes sense. I think to Jalen's point in the chat, it's also worth noting the Cardinals, I feel like, felt they had a replacement for Pat P and Byron Murphy, for better or worse. Took him 33rd overall. I mean, I love Marcus Golden. He plays one position. You need two of them. They don't have an in-house replacement for Chandler Jones. Well, they have three things kind of working in their favor, too. Like, n- not just Pat P being a little long in the tooth, but they had they drafted Marco Wilson. Mm-hmm. That was good. Byron Murphy. And then, um, oh, why can I? Uh, Robert Alford, Alford, was, Robert coming Alford back. was coming back. So with those three, you felt like you had a suitable replacement. And you brought in Malcolm Butler. Like, with those four in tow, you felt like, okay, we did an adequate job of replacing whatever Pat P was last year. And then a couple of those things didn't work out. I also think Vance's defense is not as predicated on great cornerback play as front seven play. Like, you got to have people that can rush the passer. And to Vance's credit, ever since he's gotten to Arizona, they've been able to rush the passer. So, I mean, maybe he can he can take another Hassan Redick S player and have a rehabilitation tour next fall with a Devon Kennard. I don't know. Well, you need to have a plan. I mean, that's the thing. If you are letting Chandler go, you have to have a solid plan like they did in the cornerback room uh, when they let Patrick Peterson go. Uh, If you don't have that, this is going to look like a glaring mistake. If you do have it, everybody goes, oh, I get it. All right. So, I mean, that's that's the crux of it. If you are going to go on from him, you better have a damn good plan to to get that production and, and more so. All right. Speaking of a plan. Mr. Espo, Mr. Bookman, do you think the Cardinals have a plan for a rebrand as in new uniforms? I don't have this clip. I've got the quotes here. Espo, I know Espo already disagrees with me. I do. This yes, is I what do. everybody's here for. I believe that firmly. <laughs> All right. So, again, Michael Bidwell asked on Arizona Sports, Bickley and Murata, 98.7, if a, quote, redesign could be in the team's future. Now, keep in mind, they've had the same crop of Shit uniforms since 2005. So almost been roughly 18, 19 years. I was in college when they unveiled these. That's well, how did you feel about those at the time? Crap then. Oh, God. <laughs> you were in college? Yeah. I was at the U of A when they released them. How old are you? I'm 38. Okay, so we look at these things. Here's what Michael Bidwell said. We look at these things. You probably know these things. There's a timeline for them. It takes time. Not a great start to the quote, but it gets better. He said Friday. Among the array of things we look at at the team, it's on our radar. We're going to honor the tradition at the same time. It's part of the array of things we look at. It's on the radar screen. Now, I take, I'll ask your opinion here in a second. I take the latter as we're going to honor the tradition at the same time as we've got something that we're working on, but it, it's not going to be a, it's, we're not blowing this thing up. It's going to honor the tradition of what we've done. We're not going Seahawks, Oregon Ducks. But it's on our radar. I think that new uniform, based on those comments, I think new uniforms are are in the works. Uh, I I do believe new uniforms are in the works, but they're not for this season. Who knows when they'll be? Uh, and listen, you didn't. We already knew that they weren't going to come back and like just completely rebrand and be like the fucking Gila monsters or something like that. <laughs> they were just going to be the Cardinals. It's just how was that going to look? Like, were they going to modify the helmet color? Were they going to modify? the overall look, like what was that going to look like? I'd be shocked if the Cardinals don't have new new uniforms within the next two years. I would be shocked. If I say to somebody, it's on the radar, that is me kicking the can down, down uh, down the road. That's not me saying it's happening sometime soon. It's on the radar. You know, I understand. That's him saying, I hear the fans. We will do it eventually. These things take time as a reference to the Nike timeline that it takes 
you know, two to three years, I think, in the NFL to <laughs> get things there. don't I take just, time. Though. I just want to say they, this out loud. We literally just got off a company call where there was the words on the radar were used about things that we yes. need to do in-house. Oh, no, that's not a good sign at all. I don't like that at all. Don't say that. <laughs> and now this will say that that's just another way for them to kick the can. He didn't bring that shit up in the company meeting. <laughs> well, have you seen our CEO? I'm not bringing that up with him. Now, look, to me, it is. It, it, in most cases, it's just speak for that. And, and they do take time. I know you don't want to think that, but it, with Nike... You got to take into consideration the time you go through multiple designs. I went through this process at the Suns. Okay, educate us because I don't know. You go through multiple designs. Nike pitches some. The team pitches some. They all have to come to a a consensus to on paper mm-hmm. as to what they want. The league has to approve that look. Then they have to get samples made so you can actually see what the materials look like. You go through that and and change out things, change out the way they look. Then you get into, it has to go into production, right? Which right now with everything that's going on in the world and, and timelines being pushed back because of that, I mean, that could push. Can I say something? Can I say something? It would be so on brand for the Cardinals to delay a uniform change, especially when the bills changed uniforms last year and the Bengals got new uniforms to blame it on, on the pandemic. That would be so on brand for this team. Say, Hey guys, (laughs) We would love to get these out, but with the restrictions and everything, it's going to take an additional five to ten years. <laughs> Just, uh, how do we know that that's not happening already, your, your whole well, process? It, it, it could. It very well could be. They could be in year one or two of what's a three- or four-year process with Nike to do this. Thus, his it's on our radar. We know we're going to honor tradition, but we're not unveiling them. Right? We're going to know within the next four weeks if the Cardinals are unveiling anything new. You would because think they would want them before free agency. It happens before the draft. Usually the draft is where yeah. you'll see the unveil. The black jerseys came out the night before the draft. Yeah, uh, And if it's a full rebrand, I think since he uh, released them late in March, so they were ready for for the draft. So you'll know if they're changing their look. I don't think it's happening this year. Next year, maybe? Sure. I'm, the year after that? Uh, how can they well. be so tone deaf? Two off-seasons ago, Murray called them trash on a Twitch stream that you know came back to the owner. Last off-season, people were pounding the door. There were articles amongst other teams changing uniforms. So they have a they had a full two years or a full calendar year head start. Say say the clock started when Kyler said that. That's two that's years two ago. Two years. You're probably looking next year or the year after if that's. Oh my God, that is so. I refuse to believe that. So many teams teams have have completely rebranded so fast. And it's not even a rebrand, it's It's just a change in color scheme. Yeah, that's it. Uniforms take time. The Suns didn't fully rebrand. They they had to change their uniform set. But Suns, it takes time. But the Suns seemingly introduce one new uniform every that's, single year. That's the Nike schedule with the NBA, and those uniforms. Your were home environment three years ago. is a is a joke right now. You couldn't win a home game last year. You want to get fans what enthused they're wearing about is going to change. Yes, that? people no. will come back with new uniforms. No. The, no, the fans will be wearing a different no. pair of clothing. You'll have the same. I, said, I think they will be a little bit more intense. Like maybe to a degree, like when they wear black, there's a different mood in the stadium. Yes, I would absolutely. say that. I would say that. I went to every home game this year, and I I said this on a previous show. It bears repeating. No new Cardinal jersey, like a Hopkins or a Watt, are repped in anything but the black because nobody wants. And I apologize if you have this jersey in the chat. If you have a red or a white jersey for newer team, newer players on this team, people don't want those jerseys. People don't. And so to get folks enthused about coming to State Farm Stadium next year, why wouldn't you want to roll this out as what, soon as possible? What I think may happen next year, the NFL's changed its helmet rule that you can have two shells now, two di- right. two different colors, your primary and a secondary. I, don't even, but it, I think you could see a new helmet next yeah, year. But I don't even dislike the, f- the helmet. No, the, helmet's the helmet's fine. fine. The, pi- yeah. the trash piping down the leg the white and the red, the jersey is unquestionably the worst in the NFL. I'm not disagreeing with they that. They have to know Look, that. I got a uniform guy. He runs a site called UniWatch. He knows all about this. We'll get him on the show. We can talk about what the process in the NFL is. I would love to do that. With an expert and understand it better. You seem a little bit fed up with this whole thing. Are you over the new uniform pursuit or what? <laughs> Are you, you're, Dude, bro, first of all, 
clearly you've not sat next to me <laughs> when I sit next to Espo for very long because this is the look I usually have throughout the entire show. <laughs> Somebody even called me out on it last night. They're like, man, Saul looks mad. He just looks straightforward. See, Tyler said it. I got the color rush, Hopkins. You're right, Johnny. Nobody goes for <laughs> no. the traditional jerseys with new players. Why Nobody. would you? I mean, Every white jersey I saw was either a Houston Texans jersey or a black jersey. Let me make it very clear. Their uniforms are trash. I am not in the camp that they should be keeping You're them. You're pro-company, man. I'm just You're trying to explain the process company, man. to you people. All right? Look good, feel good, feel good, look good, feel good, play good. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, Connor, that's, that's the right mindset. If you can't... I cannot imagine. And the, the, the team jet was probably years in the making. How can they have a new team jet and be one of two teams with a new team private jet and not have new uniforms? Because they're, they're, they're owners of pilot. Yeah, they're owners of pilot, of course. <laughs> That's the whole, he, he's not flying the jet, though. I, he could, he I could, would imagine. Yeah. That's not the same thing. Because it's yeah. his hobby that, that they got the jet before yeah. that. Yeah. No, I don't buy that at all. I love showing off that hey, thing. Are you it, kidding me? Every it, time, like when he went to go pick up JJ, every time you see a major free well, agent. he's got his little yeah, bungalow but plane. But now he gets it. to drive this big best. He's not like, driving the jet, dude. No fucking way. You don't think he's flying that at all? No, there's a liability thing. I'm sure he's at least co-piloting. <laughs> if you think Michael Bidwell is fine, dude, the we got to get Michael to Bidwell on the show just so we can ask him and flying it's his questions. Hobby. It's his hobby. That's why we don't have uniforms. That's that's a great That's the reason why he doesn't have I, uniforms. I just think it's Look so. Us, Espo and I on the same page right now. It's so Hell has frozen over. It's so ass backwards <laughs> that this organization would say, you know what, new uniforms can help our branding. Everybody rocks those, but you know what, that new jet, that's something. You know else. what? You know what the new jet does for people. It impresses their wives, and their wives are like, "Oh, this is fancy. This is nice." Like, I do this, think it helps. You get, free to, you get to travel yeah. on this all the time. Like, I'm down for this. I don't give a fuck about the uniform. I love. I love. Show it. me the money. Show me the travel. Cool. You got your quarterback calling your uniforms trash two full off seasons ago, and you haven't done anything about it. Come on. Hey, you don't know that he didn't call the team plane <laughs> trash too. <laughs> That's true. you don't know. He might have stood he up and been like, "This plane sucks. This ass. is half the size of Oklahoma's jet. What the hell are we doing?" <laughs> He probably did do that. He probably Tyler. he probably got paid more to play at Oklahoma anyway. <laughs> I love that you're you're sitting here going, "Oh, there's no way a guy would choose his hobby over something somebody else wants." Do the Cardinals have a marketing department, and does the marketing department not have a VP of marketing to go up to Michael Bidwell and say, "Michael, these uniforms are universally panned. We've given it 15 plus years. The time Listen, is now. Pivot." No, no, no. no. Wait, wait. I'm not going to let you throw. The people behind the scenes at the Cardinals <laughs> under the bus, because I know for a fact they would absolutely relish yes. a uniform change. Who? If we yes. know who? Yeah, I'm just gonna start naming <laughs> names there, asshole. Freaking <laughs> Espo worked for the Suns. I guarantee you, if you would have talked to him back in the day, he'd have been like, "Oh my God, I wish we had new uniforms." Yeah. Like, oh, it's we the thing. had we had fights because the home uniforms had no purple on them, and in meetings, myself included. We would stand. We'd basically slam the table, saying, "You have to have purple in your home uniform. You can't ignore purple because the court was black and orange." We'd fight that. It does not matter if your owner does not want to listen to it. The Commanders have new uniforms. Dan they, Snyder. That's because they had racist uniform for. <laughs> that's 60 the years. example you're gonna go with. That's the hill you want to die on. Oh All my right. gosh! This is uh, the I, Commanders are an. A freaking disaster. <laughs> I would take their uniforms right now over the car. What is yeah. wrong with you? No, I hate you would not. So much. I would take anything. Oh, oh my god. The commanders couldn't even get the years they won the Super Bowl right on their other jersey patch. Oh my god. Connor, you're getting or you're giving Espo some love. I don't like that. I'm not Connor, into that. Thank you. All right. One so, of our Cove crazies. Quick reminder, children five and older are eligible for the COVID nineteen vaccine. The vaccine is the best tool we have to reduce the chances of giving COVID nineteen. It's and getting sick with COVID-19. It can reduce the risk of being hospitalized or sick from the disease. Safe, free, highly effective COVID-19 vaccines are available throughout Arizona. Visit azhealth.gov slash find vaccine for location nearest to you. What are you over there? Is that diet carbonated water or something? This is bubbly. It's a buble. Welcome to the 21st century here. Bubbly, you sponsor this program. I love you. I don't love our uniforms, but I am into flavored water. That does look like the sun's uh, road uniform, The, the can there. All right. I don't know what's happening now. Okay, so <laughs> something that we can agree on is we all, we all love a good mock draft, right? I put no. together 
I put together my first mock draft today at gophnx.com. I'm not. I'm just going to give you a little tease, right? I'm not going to give you the whole buffet. Um, the Cardinals picked 23, right? Um, they're not going to trade their pick, right? But here's what they did. Look, it was it was ballsy that you said quarterback at 23. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> they can see now. You're all full of garbage. Uh, Arizona Cardinals, they're going to remedy their mistake of two years ago not taking Tristan Wurst eighth overall. They're going to take Tyler Lindenbaum, who's a center that can play guard, that's going to come in and play right guard next to Rodney Hudson. Now a weakness becomes a strength. He is drawing Jason Kelsey comparisons out of Philadelphia, who is going to go into the ring of honor, get Hall of Fame votes. Iowa Hawkeye offensive lineman typically, what are, the Cardinals need a safe pick. They need a pick that's 80 90% going to hit, that's going to be a cornerstone player. You cannot go wrong upgrading from Max Garcia and Josh Jones with a kid that played under Kirk Ferentz at, at Iowa. Tell me why I'm wrong. Uh, I mean, it is, is I guess that's a position of need. It is a position of need. I don't know if I... Did you watch the playoff game with Aaron Donald all up in Kyler Murray's face? You think that guy's going to stop Aaron well, Donald? Well, we got we to start somewhere. <laughs> don't use Aaron Donald in an argument against me because every... Guard in the league gets obliterated Give by Aaron Give me corn-fed Missouri kids that played, or uh, not Missouri, Midwestern kids <laughs> that played football, that wrestled. This was my argument for Werfs. Every year, we just, we love the sex appeal. This is not the draft for that, right? There are not receivers <laughs> that I feel better about than this young man right here to come and protect Kyler Murray. You can find receivers later in the draft. Cornerstone offensive lineman typically in the first round. There is nothing sexier than a fat white guy, all right? <laughs> Don't you besmirch that with this draft, all right? Look, sometimes you have to take what's necessary and not worry about how to win the headlines, right? Because it's all well and good to get an A-plus in April, but it don't matter if you're getting your ass kicked in January. They got a lot of great headlines for Isaiah Simmons, by the way. Yeah. Everybody loved that pick. Get, get me some offensive linemen that could keep Kyler Murray's tiny ass uh, off the field, like uh, off laying backwards on the field, right? And, and keep him healthy. Like, give me offensive linemen that can do that. I'm all for them investing uh, a first-round pick in it because we've seen Kime try to go the sexy route. He's not hitting on these first-round picks. So let's try to go with a, a easy, smart pick. I you don't even know what's going on. <laughs> Josh is like, someone find a way to, to make the Cardinals a racist thing so we can get new uniforms. <laughs> is the Redbird slanderous? Is, is, like, <laughs> oh, man. I can't touch that one. I'm glad you read that one. All right, very good. Um, it's a corn-fed Cardinal. Yes, there you go. Yes. Uh, Tyler Simmons says... Uh, hoping for Trey McBride tight end uh, in the second. In the second, I think Trey. He's he's uh, spoiler alert. He's he's in the first round of my mock draft. Just at the end of the first round, uh, you saw Trey firsthand at the Senior Bowl. Yes. Looked like a pretty good player. Love him. Love I don't him. think this team can take a first. He also tight won. End. I think it's the what's it called? Maybe the Mackey Award for best tight end in mm-hmm. the country. He just won that and got his trophy yesterday. Love me some Trey McBride, obviously. Right. But but I I do agree. We need interior offensive defensive line help. There's a lot of talent on the defensive line, um, so I feel like if you see something offensively that grabs your attention, you should take that earlier than later um, in this draft. So that's that is kind of my two cents because I think you can find some really really good talent on the defensive line in rounds three, four, five, maybe even six. Uh, tight end, I, I don't. You have an option, two options in free agency that you can bring back to fill that hole. I, you know, I don't know why. I, I I wouldn't go that in, in the this second team does round. not have the luxury of taking a first round tight end. They have so no. many other needs. No, they won't. They won't. And that's Even not to knock Trey McBride. I mean, if they had multiple firsts, if they had multiple seconds, we thought we were going to get a comp pick for maybe losing Vance Joseph or Adrian Wilson. That didn't happen. So they only have three picks in the first three rounds. Trey McBride gives me Jay Novacek vibes. Yeah, he's going to be a That's... good player just like Pat Fryermuth last year from Penn State was really good. But they took Rondell Moore because they had a bigger need, they thought, at receiver. Zach Ertz, I guarantee you, they will make a competitive offer. Steve Kime, once upon a time, traded a pick for a player of Marcus Golden. Got a nice extension. I Zach Ertz, to me, when Michael Bidwell says there are free agents of ours that we need to resign, I think he's talking about Zach Ertz. I, I, in underscore NFL AZ Cardinals says, we need to trade back. We need depth. I don't hate the idea of trading out of the first this round. This is the year to do it, too. I think. Yeah, I don't hate that idea because if you can stack a couple seconds or thirds, mm-hmm. you can you can shore up a lot of weaknesses that you have on this team. Wide out, 
offensive, defensive line, uh, cornerback. Like those are the main four. And that's in my where opinion. Steve Kime tends to hit home runs, except with wide receivers. Except I do not want to see them draft a wide receiver. Christian again Watson. This year. I want Christian Watson so bad. I just, I, I we've seen the track record, and what happens is there's usually a guy that's better on the board that gets overlooked by Kime in this when it comes to wideouts. I'd rather go the trade route. Go the go the veteran uh, free agent route when it comes to wideouts. I don't want to see it in the draft. The problem with that is, and I agree with you, I think they should trade for one. Expensive. You're going to be paying Hopkins 20 plus million. You already have limited cap space. You've got Rondell Moore. I think they'll bring back Antoine Wesley. So it's really, you've got your two underneath guys. It's that outside receiver. Again, opposite Hopkins. They're not bringing back A.J. Green. Kirk's going to get more money elsewhere. I, I just can they find a young player for Kyler to grow? There, there will be some options out there, and we'll dive into that next week when we're at the combine. Also, news alert for those of you who don't realize, Johnny and I will be at the combine, so that'll be awesome. Uh, there we go. Hey, uh, PHNX Cardinals at the combine. Uh, in addition to that, uh, we have a spot on Radio Row, we which do. is the first for our company. Uh, so we'll be out at Radio Row. We're going to try and bring in some big-time guests as they trickle down, making their radio appearances. Uh, they'll jump on our show. We'll be live from 3 o'clock at the Combine every single day. So it's going to be a freaking awesome time. Can, gonna... we put, can we put the graphic back up? Uh, and not to, is John, is it contractually obligated in Johnny's? Uh, yeah, Johnny's the host. That he has to be, jo- he has to be larger. Johnny, <laughs> John, Johnny is the host, so he has to be in the forefront. So his head has to be bigger. I have, a, I'm from a family of big heads. Um, <laughs> I am, I am only five six and a half. Um, you do look like a Funko Pop. Oh yeah, my god, I, I do. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, yeah, we're gonna be at the combine. Uh, Steve Kime, Cliff Kingsbury are scheduled to speak on Tuesday, so yes. you're going to want to tune in. Probably going to be off Monday, but we'll we'll do multiple shows next week. We're going to be traveling to Indianapolis, so this is our last show for a few days. Um, but we appreciate the engagement. <laughs> First of all, you, Josh, Josh is should, ripping me. You Were should you be also care- ripping my skinny You should shots? be careful because Josh is a very creative individual. <laughs> And if know. you go off on Josh, he might just make you into. I think you've already set set me up for something. I know now. what I'm doing, Johnny. I know uh, what I'm doing. You don't need to even go off on him because <laughs> I guarantee Josh is going to drop a bag. Josh is like on it. Image. I have a huge, <laughs> I have a huge brain filled with all this knowledge and goodness for you, America. As we sign off today, PHNX Cardinals live. Be sure, do me a favor, show a little bit of class, like, subscribe, <laughs> leave us a five star review for your premium Arizona Cardinal podcast. Again, myself, GM Saul Bookman, Espo. We're going to be live at the Combine next week. Don't miss it. We'll see you then.